give thanks for a new day. You have granted us the favor of waking us up today. And God, in the scheme of things, that should be everything that we need. And we're trying to get to that face, God, where our hearts and our mind and our bodies are in sync and in tune to understand that you have given us the greatest gift that any living being could get, and it's life. I think so precious that no money, all the world's value and riches, could buy a second of it or a nanosecond. So God, you have emboldened, you have given Sue and I, and all the people that you have awakened today, given us this precious priceless gift and we want to say from the bottom of our hearts God we know this to be a true value we know this to be priceless we were asking that you could keep our eyes and our hearts and our minds pivoted on whatever we do throughout this day in the understanding that we have awakened with this beautiful gift and that today, just by getting up, is a good day. Now we ask that you strengthen us our faith and our resolve because, dear God, we are weak. We have been relying on ourselves and told ourselves that we are in control for such a long time, all through our lives, our societies, and we have bought into the narrative of that God. And we're asking that you strengthen us, that you help us, you nurture the relationship that we are trying to establish, that we're building with you. And to understand, dear God, like I found recently, that it's an everyday thing. Not just in the time when we think that things are not going our way. But an everyday thing. It's a practice that we must do to become, to be perfected. Because if there's anything, dear God, that needs to be perfected and needs doing, is keeping the relationship and the conduit open in our minds and bodies and hearts. Keep that conduit open, the relationship, building it, strengthening it, fostering it. The relationship with you, God, that is worthy. Because throughout that relationship, we will now begin to live a simple, natural, stress-free life when we understand you've given us the greatest gift and that you provide everything that we need to nurture and sustain the gift that you've given us. So dear God, in reality, we need nothing else. But we have bought into the narrative of Rome. We now live in Rome. And we allow Roman ways, which is our way, because that's how we've been trained. We're asking you to remove that from our hearts, remove that from our spirits, remove that from our minds, and clinch, latch on to this new way, this new beginning that we have been 
treaded on, the understanding that your way is the only way, God. We have seen it, we have experienced it, we have seen how you work in our lives, God. When we have a true belief and a true understanding and a true relationship with you, dear God. That is all that matters and that's all that should matter, dear God. Now the question is, why isn't it all that matters? And I can't speak for Suze, but I can tell you, I revert back to the old self every time I get a chance. Every time when the stuff is not going like it should, I feel like I should do more. And more doesn't produce more. It actually, in many sense, dear God, produce less. Dear God, I want you. I'm asking, I'm pleading, I'm begging. It says if we ask, it will be given, and I believe that. We have asked, and you have given us. I'm asking you, dear God, to get us to a simpler place in life. To get us to the understanding that you provide all in nature. And we can look around it in nature and see that. We're asking you to remove the material yoke that's around our necks and that is drowning us day by day. We ask God that you take the jade coverings off our eyes, like if we remove a shade from a lamp, dear God. Let our eyes shine and look and be bright. And so we can see in nature and understand that you provided all. And we have no need to worry about what tomorrow brings because you're the master of tomorrows. And in all our lives, tomorrow is not guaranteed to none of us unless you, unless you decide and grant us the greatest gift we should like. So God, we ask you, we ask you to keep our hearts and our mind open and realizing that once we're alive, all things are possible through you and we need to just allow ourselves to be led, allow ourselves to be cognizant that when you are leading, our lives become stressless and yes, we can't have stress-free lives. We can. I believe that. Because when life becomes an activity of just living, when that's our only responsibility, to live the life that you've given us, to live out the dream and the gift that you have given us on a day-to-day -day basis, not worrying about tomorrows that we can't control, nor our promise to us. Not worry about 10 years and life insurances and health care and all that stuff, dear God, when none of that makes sense. We ask that you remove these things from our soul, from our mind, from our body, from our spirits. We ask that you rewire us, dear God. Rewash your brains ask that you rewire us dear God to begin to look at you our creator for all answers and we won't have any problems Amen
ever, 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 ever master that man. Rome has no hold on us. Life can be stressful. Definitely. We just live. That's our only responsibility, is to actually live life as an activity. You get up and you just live. You live in the resources that God provides. All of this other stuff is noises. But we've been so caught up, we've been so bamboozled, we've been so brainwashed that we utilize the time that we should be living, just relaxing. saw a piece on the computer you have to pay for it but I've been seeing it in a couple weeks now maybe about a month or so it says that quitting work is the ultimate health care we know this when you're ripping and running you're not taking care of your bodies when you're ripping you're not eating and that's from ours you're not eating you're not sleeping you're not doing good self-care so people actually realize through the pandemic they quit their jobs and they're like, damn, I'm much more healthier. It's true. And so what Rome wants to do, Rome is even balancing it out now. Hey, we're going to bribe you to go back to work. Take the mask off. Take the shots, go. Boost your economy. And we got to fight you. Be beyond that. And I realize that you can't have, you know, there's that saying that you serve two, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve the material master and the natural master. They don't work hand in hand because, because what happened is that, you see, we are supposed to be slave to nature. When I mean, because when you're slave to, to nature, the natural order that God created us, you're just, you're, you want to become slave to just living, man. Hug a tree, smell a plant, look up in the sky, look, hear the birds sing. You didn't know that most people walk around all day and don't hear the birds? What's your opinion? I believe. People don't see the butterflies. They don't see the bee. They don't see the wasp. They don't see all of this beautiful nature that's unfolding in front of us. Because I know that I do it. If, I, if we poll people, on a day to day, they don't hear the birds. Or we are wired to tune them out. And they're all around us. Because if we begin to take time out and realize that we realize how foolish we are. And if we live our lives, we will know that God is ultimate. That's how we should be. In nature. Uh, the other day he was doing something over by the house and I decided that I was going to walk up to the pomegranate tree and look at the blossoms. Okay. So I was standing, standing by the band looking at the um, the pomegranate tree. There's really no point, I'm just telling you. Mm -hmm. And then a bird came and landed on the wire kind of above me. I'm like, I don't want this bird to poop on my head. Okay. But I saw the bird and so I moved to like under the treasure just in case it did decide to poop it wouldn't poop on my head or my shoulder or whatever but not on my head and then there was another bird on the further wire over by the other place and it was chirping and 
and doing its thing and next thing you know they're fluttering around each other and it's like I wonder how many people actually stop and take the time to not many realize that there's birds and they're singing and I can hear the chirping and I was like the street was quiet nobody was like moving up and down no cars and I know it's in the middle of the city, and I was just like, this kind of just sounds like 2083 for a little bit. Because you know, when you just stop and tune everything out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You actually, our societies teach us, teach us the opposite. You always got to go. You always got to be doing something. something. The, the two the the rims don't make sense. You yeah. actually... The, capital, the capitalist master is a horrible master. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of us were to teach us that you're supposed to always want more, that you're supposed to always do more, be more. Even in the stats and the economists, and they're always saying, 1% growth is not good enough. 2% growth is not good enough. No, and the, well, in, in the reality is the scheme of things, whatever the G, GDP or GNP grow, it'll never be good enough. It'll never be good enough. It because they're always, it's just set, what it does is set a new level. Yeah. Where they, well, if where we they, can do this, well, what about 1% more? That's correct. What about 2% more? Mm-hmm. Never be good enough. And there is a thing that they don't talk about that you know as you were talking this morning it kind of dawned on me how we're supposed to just be simple or whatever at some point there becomes and I think we've passed that but we don't care we just go with the stats for one percent more two percent more whatever the number is but there comes a point of diminishing returns where you've passed the optimal point and everything just starts to, of to go negative that's correct so it's 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 not like we're trying to find where the optimal place is, where the economy is always booming and hitting, and it just stays in that particular optimum place. They're always trying to push the envelope, which we've reached diminishing returns for sure, because welfare, people just don't want to work anymore because $300 per child, plus food stamps, plus housing vouchers, why work? If you can get $300 per child, you're, when you're it comes. Meet, you're, meet, you're meeting Maslow, definitely meeting Maslow hierarchy of needs. And if you're, if you're above that, if you're yeah. beyond that, you don't then anything. Yeah. Unless you truly, truly buy into the capitalist, uh, more possession is, the more, the more possession you, you have, the more the success. Most, That's correct. Stuff wins. Yeah, and if you don't totally buy into that, then anything else going forward is not worth it. Uh, I, I, I mean, as a in, as an entire society, like, nobody that, yes. looks at where we can be optimally. It's all about pushing the envelope, getting more this, getting more that. Well, what's well, doing? Fall, it's a false, doing more. It's a the false narrative. Like a, we started it's a, with. It's today. a false narrative. Yeah. And 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 you have to keep that false narrative. The idea is to keep people enslaved. And so when people are enslaved, they're enslaved. You want to keep them in servitude forever. And that's what's happening. So you have to move the line. You have to push the envelope. 
So I really don't think that they look at the economy in the in the through the lens of at a point it of gets diminishing to be, returns. They yeah, don't because they don't. if they if they did, we would all still be in one thousand square foot houses. Of course, we'd be less. We'd have, we'd have gotten to the because yeah, so you know we'll because still, really so we'll still be it. ten in the one room shack. If, well, if, I should call if, it a shack, but if you if you look at it that. From the uh, diminishing returns, if you look at it in the broad picture, in a holistic way, you have to go from the fundamentals. The fundamentals is nature. God provides all we need. If you need, if you meet your basal needs, shelter, food, oxygen, water, then anything that you do to produce more than you need is actually defect taken more from the environment it does and now it absolutely does because we don't have clean air and that's correct clean water. that's correct and it's because we're pushing to stockpile these things when they were when if we just lived it we could have them infinitely because they're self-replenishing so why are we hoarding them why are we why do we have reservoirs when the streams run freely we have reservoirs because we want to saturate a place to keep the slaves together. That's the reason why we have reservoirs. Reservoirs are to serve city. Reservoirs is not to provide water. God provide rain. God provide stream, rivers, oceans. Mm-hmm. That provides water for people to drink. Reservoirs and tanks and all that stuff is to provide a place where to people to stay. Yes, it's for the slave population. And what happens, now we put those people, which is us all, in cities and in location where we kill all the natural habitat where we now have to grind to sustain it. And that's what gets me all the time now where it's like, we grind for the stuff that God gives us freely. It makes no sense. Okay. So we grind for the stuff that God gives us freely. Why do we do that? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But when we live in a place where we outstrip the natural resources, then guess what we have to do? Grind. We have to grind. So when we lock ourselves into low cap. We have to grind. We have to grind to replace them and truck them in. Grind to truck them in. So we so we live in actually in diminishing returns because we live in a space where we work where we have outstripped the natural uh well where we outstrip the the natural ability for the land and to replenish to replenish itself so if it's not replenishing or even for itself, us to for us to replenish it where we when we take the seeds and either eat them or throw them away we don't replant them that's correct well we well by it so we do that so when we when we strip nature we're definitely at a point when nature is not doing its thing, balancing out and replenishing us, because we benefit from that. We're at diminishing return. We ourselves now, when we grind and live in these locales, where we have to grind to sustain to or make up the difference that nature can provide, we outstrip. We ourselves become outstripped. We are dying of all these diseases. We're dying prematurely. Da blase blase da 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 da. So now we are now get diminished return from the greatest gift, which is our life, which is what God gives us. Mm-hmm. 
So we live in a constant diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. So we do live that. Uh, we're not in any sense, we don't optimize nature, we don't work with nature to enhance and complement and supplement nature. No, we, we strip nature. We cut down strip trees and put up. Yes. We garbage. We have three, five, eight. I mean, you're bragging to build a 10,000 square foot house when you only, when you can, your old family could live in 400. It's silly. And so, and you move all the natural habitats and you move the microorganisms out of the ground and you put cement blocks on them and, and the worms can... And sand. And, and sand. So, when you even think about... Not only that, to put sand, you got to take sand from the beach. Of course, of course. And, you know, and, and to actually make any kind of development, they're scraping all the natural... Just think about all the bio, biologics that we scrape up when we build like a mall or when we build uh, an apartment complex and then put a cement slab on top of them. The Don't Vernon, we bury them? Yeah, the Vernon Commercial Center where they cut down all those trees and, never and did burned them and never did anything with it. Never replanted, never did shit. I mean, nature, nature kind of took it over back now, but all those years later and the resources of the stuff that they cut down and just burned. All uh, the carbon they set up in the air. Yeah. And that's released prematurely. Yeah. So, so we live in that state. So, so we live in that state. We're not getting any returns because we're not working on optimally or helping us on so anyway, but it's such a vast picture, I don't even know now. All the cancer and all the resources to try and cure the cancer, if there really is any, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.